0: The word of God is like a treasure. It's like a treasure that we receive from heaven. And when you receive something that's a treasure, something that you cherish, how do you take care of it? Like if you receive a gold necklace or a diamond bracelet or a diamond ring or your wedding ring, how do you take care of it? Do you just, you know, throw it around? Do you keep it in dust, you know, usually you have something that protects it, a case that will protect it, and you nourish it. And if it begins to tarnish, you get it, you know, you get it revived again, you know, the gold or the silver. And that's a treasure. And that's the way the word of God is. This is the parable that Jesus is giving us. How do we receive The word of God, the word of the Lord coming from heaven. So we hear the words of the Lord, the the words of the Old Testament, the words of the New Testament, the words of the gospel. So it's okay. It's a first step just to hear the word, just to come to church and hear the word. But Jesus wants us to go further. How do you hear that word? Do you just hear it? it, Does it go in one ear and out the other ear? Or does it sink in to our hearts and to our lives? And so Jesus in the parable, what's great about this parable is that Jesus tells us the parable. Okay. Now, if we were in Jesus's time, we would just hear the parable. But then we're privy to the interpretation of the parable because he sets his own disciples aside, probably the 12 apostles, and Jesus gives the interpretation of the parable. And so what's great about reading the word of God today as opposed to seeing Jesus and hearing the parable and saying, what's he talking about? He's talking about seeds and this and rocky paths and thorns. I don't know what he's talking about. I have no idea that's probably most of the people. What is he talking about? And yet we're privy to what the apostles receive the interpretation of this parable. So Jesus uses a parable of, say, a farmer or a gardener. So any of you that are farmers or gardeners, you're going to relate to this parable. If you're not a farmer or a gardener, you live in the city and there's just concrete blocks, you're going to be like, I have no idea what this parable is saying here. But we can learn from those who are farmers and gardeners. How do you take care of the seed that is sown? And so he, Jesus gives us a farmer or a gardener who disperses seeds And the seeds fall on different types of soil. So the parable, it is about the seed, but it's more about the soil that's receiving the seed. What's the soil like? And so there's three types of soil. The first is the soil that's just on the path. You know, soil that's thrown on a path that's, it's hard, it's, it's not soft, it's a very hard place. And so that soil, the birds are just gonna eat it up. And then there's the soil that's on rocks, on rocky ground. It has no moisture, there's no moisture that's there. And so like the soil that's on the path, of seed, it's just gonna fall on the rock. It's not going, it's not going to penetrate. The soil. And then there's the seed that that actually goes into the soil, but when it begins to grow, there's thorns that choke the seed, that choke the growth. And so the seed falls and dies. But then there's a fourth kind of soil, the soil that Jesus wants. It's a soil that's moist. It's a soil that's soft. It's a soil that can receive the seed. So the seed goes into the soil and the soil is nourished with moisture, with rain and sunshine and even manured, And it has the right pH in the soil. And so that seed is able to break open and it's able to grow and it's able to produce fruit. So this is the parable that Jesus gives to us. But then he gives the interpretation of the parable. What is the seed? What's the seed? The seed is the word of God. So who's sowing that seed? Who's the farmer? Who's the gardener? Say maybe God the Father. Maybe Jesus is. God the Father of Jesus. They're giving us the word. What's the word? The Holy Spirit. See that. The Holy Spirit is the Word of God. The Holy Spirit's the one who is the author of the Word of God, as it says in the Catechism. So, how do we receive this Word through the Spirit? This Word that's coming to us from heaven. Also, the farmer or the gardener could be a priest. Because what's a priest doing? He's trying to sow the seed. That's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm a, I'm a gardener right now. I'm a farmer. I'm trying to sow the seed into your heart right now. So it doesn't just go in one ear and out the other ear. That penetrates into your heart. That's why I'm praying to the Holy Spirit that you receive this word. It will go into your heart, into your life. It will convert you. It will make you better. So a priest, a deacon could be the ones who are sowing the seed, evangelizing. Or it could even be a layperson. It's a layperson who's evangelizing on TV. You know, I see all these lay people on EWTN. They're great. They're great. They're trying to reach us with the word of God. So there, there can be many farmers and gardeners. But then Jesus warns us of the three Obstacles to receiving the seed. What are the three obstacles that we have to be careful when the seed is being sown that wants to take away that seed? So, first is the devil, second is temptation, and third are the thorns of life. These are the three obstacles to take away the seed, the word. Of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, sanctifying grace, we would call it. So first of all is the devil. You have to, you have to be careful. You have to be careful. The devil is a thief. As God gives us a treasure, the word of God from heaven, the power of the Holy Spirit, sanctifying grace, the devil wants to steal those gifts. He's the bird coming, wanting to eat our seed. And if the seed does not penetrate into our hearts, it's very easy for the devil to try to take that seed away. The devil's a deceiver. So you have to watch of, because he will sow doubts in your mind. The devil always will work with a doubt. He'll never work with faith. So when he, when the devil tempted Eve... He tempted her with a doubt. Did God really tell you not to eat from that tree? See, a doubt. Always with a question. Did God not tell you, you know, did God tell you not to eat from that tree? Always a doubt. So whenever you receive a doubt in your mind, does God really love me? Does God really care about me? Do you know, is everything that Jesus said, is it really true? Did Jesus really die for me? See that? Whenever you question, that's the devil putting in those doubts. So you have to watch how you hear. Not just an external hearing, but an internal hearing. What are the things going through your mind? That's where where you need the gift of discernment of spirits. Is this word that I'm hearing in my mind, in my thoughts, is this from God? Is this from myself? Or is this from the devil? And the devil will always sow a doubt in there. Sometimes you need to, you need to maybe go to a priest, go to someone and say, hey, you know, am I on the right road? I need to discern something. Is this right? What I'm thinking. So you can always, you, you always know a tree by its fruits. If it produces good fruit, then it's from God. If it produces bad fruit, it's not from God. So how do you hear? What's the word? And what you could do is always ask your guardian angel to put the words of God in your mind. Ask him, put that Holy Spirit in your mind. Because remember, the devil is very clever. Sometimes the devil will tell you, you're no good. You think you can do it. see that? It's all doubt. That's all a doubt. Don't listen to those words. So we have, like, I, I, still, I still do CDs. I'm, I'm kind of old fashioned. I know people do MP3s and whatever. I still do CDs. I like something in my hand. And I always say, what CDs, MP3s are you playing in your head? Good words, positive words, or negative words? What are you telling yourself? What's the conversation you're having with yourself? Is it good? Is it bad? And that's where we need the word of God. That's where we need the word of God in our minds, in our hearts, on our lips, because the word can be a shield to protect us. So that's the first obstacle is the devil. Second obstacle is the rocky ground, temptation. Temptation can take us away from the word of God. And there's all kinds of temptations out there. There's temptation to every single vice out there to its nth degree where you can become an addict more than any other time in the history of the entire world. That's why today Christians need heroic virtue against all the temptations that are out there. That's why we need all the virtues to help us because temptations are knocking at our door all the time through the media. They're always there. They're always there. And so that's why we need to guard ourselves against this temptation, because the temptations want to steal and take away this treasure of the Word of God that we're receiving. And I could, I, I could be here for an hour going into all the temptations, but that's a Lenten homily. I'll leave that for Father Chris for his, his catechetical when, when he has an hour to explain all the virtues and the vices and temptations and everything that's that's going our way but know that temptation can lead us away from the word of God and third are the thorns of life what does Jesus say there's three thorns of life anxiety riches and pleasures of life Anxiety, anxiety, what Jesus calls exaggerated anxiety can lead us from the word of God taking fruit. It can choke the word of God. When we have anxiety, exaggerated anxiety when we're depressed. When we have no joy, what was called asidia in the spiritual life. Asidia is a lack of spiritual joy. We never give thanksgiving. We never see any good. We're always negative. We're always pessimistic. And we can fall into that anxiety in life. Call it psychological, emotional, spiritual. It can be all of it. It can be all of it. You have to watch that anxiety, that fear, that worry. The devil works with fear. He loves it when we're afraid. He loves it when we fear. But but he fears when we're courageous. When we have courage, coraggio, as they say in Italian, have coraggio, have courage, be encouraged. Encouragement always means to put the heart in to something. Discouragement means to take the heart out. So the Lord is always encouraging us not to be afraid, to, you know, to trust in his word, to have great trust. And then we have riches, materialism. Materialism is so prevalent in our society. Money. Sometimes we worry so much about materialism and money. We spend all of our time, all of our thinking, all of our effort on all of these external material goods that in the end of our life will just rot away and go to someone else. I'm not talking that you don't have to have material goods. But I'm talking about over, you know, where we lack moderation, where it takes over our life, it takes over our mind and our thinking and our thought and everything and and we lose our way of life because we're so worried about these external material goods. That's where it can choke us from the spiritual. So really watch it because we live, at least in the United States, we live in a very materialistic society here. We really have to watch it. And then finally, this third is the pleasures of life. Watch the pleasures of life, what's called hedonism, where all we do our whole life is pleasure. We go from one pleasure to another, to another, to another, to another, to another. They, 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 they say with the internet, they, they say internet addiction is like gambling addiction. You, you ever go gambling at the casinos? No one's raising their hand. Oh, yeah, to go, come to me for a confession. I'll hear all kinds of sins of gambling. So gambling is not bad in itself, but in gambling, the way that they create the machines is you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose and then you win. And you win about 10%. And then you keep playing. And then you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose. And then you win. So you may win one out of ten times, but it keeps you hooked. And that's the way the Internet is. When we search, 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 we lose, we lose, we lose, we, lose, we search, we search, we're not finding, And then we win, and then we find something. And it produces endorphins in our brain, dopamine. And then, and then we go, and we search more, you know. And it's all this seeking pleasure. What's it really going to bring us? See, this endless search for pleasure and trying to avoid suffering of life. It's better to embrace suffering, embrace the cross. Don't run from the cross, but that can choke us. That can choke the word of God. So these are the three obstacles and we have to protect ourselves, so just like, you know, people that are farmers that, that plant seeds. I know down in Florida that sometimes they have tarps over their crops. Why do they put tarps? Because of the frost. They're protecting it. So we need the, the heavenly mantle of Mary to protect us as her children, to protect that seed of the Word of God. And so sometimes, how do we form the soil of our hearts? Are our hearts hard? Or are they soft? Are we allowing thorns to come into our hearts, pleasures of life, temptations, to take away that word? Or are we keeping our hearts soft, humble, obedient to the word of the Lord? How are our hearts so that, that means each of our hearts are different. Some of us may need to do some weeding. You know what weeding is? You ever meet a gardener or a farmer? I know that much. I'm not a gardener or farmer, but I know that much. Weeding is tough to get the weeds out. You gotta pull them out. You gotta yank them out. Some of us, we need to go to confession because there, there's weeds in our hearts that are choking that word. So we need to get it out need to nourish ourselves with prayer and the sacraments. That's like the rain and the sunshine coming from heaven that nourishes us, good deeds that nourish us, that helps the word to grow in our lives. The one who is the model for the rich soil is none other than the Blessed Virgin Mary. She was the one to receive the word of God, the word from heaven. And the word, the, the, the word, it was the Holy Spirit came down upon her. And she had the richest soil in her life, the virgin soil of her heart, to receive the Holy Spirit, to unite with the Holy Spirit, in order that the word that she received, the word would become f- flesh. And she, her own womb, would bear the greatest fruit ever as a seed. The goal of a seed is to produce fruit So the Blessed Virgin Mary produced the greatest fruit ever, Jesus Christ. And that's why it said, if you unite with the Holy Spirit and the Blessed Virgin Mary in your heart, then Jesus Christ is born in your heart. And the fruit of the union of Mary and the Holy Spirit, the fruit is Jesus Christ, the fruit of her womb. That's why Mary is the model, the model of faith for responding to the word of God, opening up her virgin heart, her virgin soil, to receive the word of the Lord in order that the word becomes flesh and Jesus Christ is produced in her. She's the model, and the saints are models of those with the rich soil all those in heaven, good people, they're models. And so we want to follow them. We want to ask for their intercession to help our hearts to become that rich soil to receive the word of God. For as it says in scripture, there where your heart is, so is your treasure. Or there where your treasure is, so is your heart. Now look at your heart today. Ask the Spirit of the Lord, come, a Holy Spirit, purify my heart. Help me to have a rich soil to receive the Word of God that will penetrate through my ears and into my heart and bear fruit for the kingdom of God.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, Dot .org Thank you and God bless you